Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, welcome to the podcast, formerly known as Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner with me. Jordan Blackwell, uh, my colleague here at Mercury Towers, and we're going to be dissecting everything that's been going on at the King Power Stadium over the last few days. And there's not a lot that's been going on because they haven't been there, have they, Jordan? They've been in Dubai at a warm weather training camp and a bonding session as well since the uh, the win overhaul. And whilst they were out there, we've been expecting the announcement to be made about Craig Shakespeare being given the job to the end of the season at, at least and that, that sort of announcement could come at any time soon. Jordan, it looks like he's going to be a popular choice with the fans and the players. Yes, certainly. I think um, you know, we've been running polls to see uh, the, the fans' reaction to, to certain names like Nigel Pearson and, and Roy Hodgson, those names that were sort of favourites for the job early on. Uh, but Shakespeare has been by far the most popular of the lot. Um, 72% of fans said they'd be happy for him to take it to the end of the season. 20% of fans want him to have the job permanently, so beyond beyond the summer. Um, so that's just 8% of fans that, that aren't happy with, to have Shakespeare as manager, um, which I think that's that's fairly usual, I, I suppose, after, after back-to-back wins for the first time this season. I think it's, it's clear that the, that the players do get on well with him, and obviously a few have come out and said, like Danny Simpson and Danny Drinkwater, both said that they get on really well with him and they would they would be happy for, for him to take the team to the end of the season. And Christian Fuchs has also spoken uh, uh, this week saying that all the players trust him and that he personally loves, loves working with Shakespeare and that ever since his arrival at the club, Shakespeare's been the sort of go-to guy for, for advice and when players are you know, having a few problems, they, w- they would go to Shakespeare um, for a bit of mentoring. Um, so... Yes, I think it would be extremely popular and it would be the correct decision, uh, but bearing in mind Leicester's last two performances. I've been speaking to some of his former teammates as well from his, um, his playing days. I mean, this, the older fans, football fans, will might remember Kenny Mower at Warsaw and, of course, our own uh, Richard Smith, formerly of Leicester City, played with um, Shaky at uh, Grimsby Town and Laurie Madden uh, played with him at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. And they've all been saying the same thing, really. He was a very level-headed, very calm character, very good at putting his arm around teammates and geeing them up and uh, a very influential figure in the dressing room. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Um, and particularly, you could probably say those things about Nigel Pearson as well. And I think it's probably quite likely that he will have similarities with Pearson, uh, given that they worked together for so long, worked well together uh, for a good, good period. Um, but certainly, I think Shakespeare seems probably a little less serious at times than Pearson perhaps came across. He, certainly from his press conferences so far, Shakespeare seems to not react so um, aggressively at times to the, to the media, particularly his first press conference when he was sort of bombarded with questions. He dealt with it extremely well uh, and sort of in a calm manner. Um, so I think all the, all the signs um, say that, that he's a, a good person for the job and you know, particularly with his, his former teammates saying that as well. I spoke to a couple of his uh, former uh, players as well 
Bruno Werner and Richie Wellens and Bruno is a massive fan of Shaky and he very much went along the line of, that we, we, we'd heard before that he was the glue that stuck everything together behind the scenes uh, and also um, good praise from Wellens as well about the way he went about his uh, job in a professional manner and was very influential on the players although he did say that his arm around his shoulders uh, style didn't really work with him he preferred the Nigel Pearson in your face giving you rock all if you've not been performing because that got him going more than anything so uh, it looks like yeah, Shaky could be given the job well we're expecting him to be given the job to the end of the season but what about long term there's still some speculation uh, that they're going to look for somebody with a bit more um, of a CV, shall we say. Yes, and uh, Roger Schmidt, the former Bayer Leverkusen manager, is the, the name that's, that's cropped up. Um, he was sacked uh, last week uh, with uh, Leverkusen in the bottom half of the Bundesliga and looking at their, their worst finish for a while. Um, but his name has come out, has, has been maybe spread by his agent, we don't know, but uh, his name has, has cropped up in German uh, newspapers as... Um, being sounded out by City for a, for a job uh, after the summer. And I personally think he would be a decent fit. Uh, I wouldn't want to say yes, given the job, because I think it would be worth seeing how Shakespeare does until the end of the season. Um, and if he's ready to, to be a, a, a full-time manager um, beyond the summer. But um, Schmidt's Leverkusen team played uh, high-intensity pressing football, counter-attacking football, Leicester players are more suited to that. We, we've seen that over the past 18 months. Um, so I think that would be a good fit. And certainly he's a bigger name than um, Shakespeare and has previous experience. Last two seasons um, before this campaign, Leverkusen finished fourth and third in the Bundesliga behind the likes of Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, who are obviously the, the biggest clubs with, with all the money. Um, so I think he's certainly, he's got an impressive CV. Uh, I think he's, he's highly regarded as a coach um, and I think he seems like he would be a decent fit, but for the time being, uh, we know that Shakespeare's probably going to get the job until the end of the season. And I think if Leicester play really, really well, I think it would be silly to, to change that. Well, I've got to give you some credit, Jordan, about Schmidt, because you mentioned his name to me on Monday before all the other speculation was out there that <clears throat> he was linked with Leicester City. And I thought you just pulled one out of the air. Uh, so either um, the whole of the media world is watching the Mercury <laughs> website and finding out from us who um, Leicester City are interested in and then following that up or perhaps, you know, as you said, an agent might have seen that he's been linked with Leicester City by, uh, by the Mercury in a tenuous way and decided that's good enough mileage to get his man a, another job somewhere else. But time will tell. But uh, in the meantime, we're certainly expecting Shaky to, be, to um, be preparing the side today and tomorrow because they've just come back from Dubai for the Seville game. Uh, there's been a few shocks in the Champions League over the few days. Would it be a shock, though, if Leicester City came back from the 2-1 deficit and booked a place in the quarterfinals? Would that be a shock now? I don't... <sighs> yes, well, it's, it's still unlikely. It's still the, the likely scenario is that, that Sevilla go through. Uh, but a shock, I wouldn't say so. Um, I think with Leicester's upturn in form... Um, I think there's a there's a lot more optimism uh, surrounding the game, uh, and also Sevilla have been based on reports I've seen they've been a bit sluggish since the Leicester game. And I think they've still they've, they've played three, one, two, and drawn one, um, which that's still pretty decent. But they've not been at their best, uh, and we you know we saw in, in that game against Leicester that they are an extremely good footballing side. Um, 
But no, it wouldn't be a shock. I think Leicester, you know, it's only a one one nil win would take Leicester through, and that's that's more than possible. You know, we've seen saw Barcelona win six one last night against all the odds. So um, there is a chance for Leicester, and I'm sure the atmosphere will be brilliant now, particularly with the last two performances that Leicester have produced. I think all the fans will be will be really up for it and know that they can push their side on and maybe into the, the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Which is an incredible statement to make, isn't it? We're talking about Leicester City possibly getting to the quarterfinals. We were talking about the atmosphere in the Kimpa Stadium and a couple of the, the journos that were out in Seville with us uh, said, oh, well, how was Seville going to cope with the atmosphere at the King Pass Stadium? Well, they play pretty regularly at Barcelona and Real Madrid where the uh, the atmosphere is pretty hostile as it is. And I thought the atmosphere in Seville was uh, quite exceptional. So I don't think they're going to be too intimidated by a raucous King Power crowd. But it certainly looks like Leicester City will go into the game with their with their tails up. And they've certainly responded to, to Craig Shakespeare, which has led to some criticism, hasn't it? I mean, there was Eric Cantona's quotes this week, Jordan. What, what did Eric, King Eric, as Man United fans refer to him, what did he have to say about uh, Leicester City? Well, I, 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 first of all, I think the, the video may have been a spoof, but he, he, he said things along the lines of that Leicester's half-talented players were spoiled brats, uh, that the forced the magician Ranieri out of the club, um, but I think I think it was all a little tongue in cheek, and I think there's probably been a bit of an overreaction to it. Yeah. But you know, you know what Cantona's like. He's yeah. he's up for for riling a few people. I think so as well. I think I I think it was just a bit of a, a spoof, really, uh, designed to get his name out there. I suppose he's probably got a movie coming out soon that he, he wants to plug. But uh, interesting, all the same. But. Uh, now looking ahead, obviously Seville big game on Tuesday, but you know City have got a break now until the next league action. It's a first ever trip to the London Stadium, West Ham United. They've not had a happy time since they moved there from uh, Upton Park Bowling Ground, whichever one you want to call it. I mean, I remember going there many times, covering different sides, and it's always been a hostile atmosphere. Probably more more so outside the ground than inside, but it's sort of not been quite the same for them since they went there. No, and I think it, I think the fact that the stadium is not a football stadium; it wasn't built for football. I think that does affect you know the atmosphere. But I think West Ham were always likely to have a drop off from last season. They, you probably said they overperformed last season, particularly with with Payet so influential, and obviously he's now now gone back to Marseille. Um, but you know they're doing okay. They seem to they seem to do pretty well against. The, the other teams in the bottom half and they're they're sort of plodding along in mid-table um, but that's probably quite good for Leicester I think the, the bonus for, for Leicester is that they do have a lot of teams uh, mid-table sides to play in sort of March and April and May uh, which hopefully they'll be halfway to the beach and uh, Leicester will be able to pick up some points and, and really secure their place in the Premier League for next season I know we've all had a look at uh, the um, permutations of uh, a relegation battle towards the end of the season haven't we for all the the sides that are currently down there and uh, it was quite interesting to read some of the fixtures coming up it looks like Palace have got a ridiculously tough running yes I think I think they're the ones that you would say have, have, have got the, the toughest running I think a lot of the you know with the still 11 games to go so most teams run into sort of a mix of, of good and and lower half teams um, but Palace I think they've got all of the top six to play four away from home um, when that, I mean, that's a struggle. They're the teams you definitely don't want to be playing because they're the teams that push on at this time of year. They're, you know, the likes of, of uh, Manchester City and Chelsea and Tottenham, they won't be competing in European competitions. Um, so they'll, their focus will be solely on the Premier League and you know, we know how 
key getting into the top four or winning the title is for those teams. Um, so yes, I think Palace could struggle. Um, I think um, Middlesbrough, are, 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 they're on a bit of a downward spiral and they're, like Leicester, they, they're now struggling to score. Um, and I think Sunderland, bottom of the table, are also struggling. Um, Hull didn't look great against Leicester, but they've been doing a little bit better under Marco Silva. And I think the other one is, is probably Bournemouth, who are, uh, I don't think they've won in 2017 either. Um, so looking at it, you would say that of the seven teams in the relegation battle, you'd say Leicester and Swansea are probably in the best position to, to steer clear. Well, all the predictions in the office, uh, none of us predicted that Leicester was big uh, dragged back in and we, I think we all finished in a range between 13th and 15th didn't we anything from 38 to 43 points but I think we're all pretty unanimous on, on the size that we think are going down um, Borough um, Sunderland and it is just a question of that other side isn't it really I mean I still think Hull the way they started and uh, they've, although they've had an upturn in, in recent weeks they're still struggling for strikers to score goals and uh, I think they're gonna. They're the ones that are gonna really be struggling. But who did you put in the bottom three? Well, I I said uh, Sunderland, uh, Middlesbrough, and Palace, really based on Palace's fixtures. Um, but saying that, I would say their squad is probably better than Hull's, and they have the types of player in in Wilfred Zaha uh, and Andros Townsend that can create a few chances, and they have Christian Benteke, probably the one of the better goal scoring um, attackers of. Of the teams in the in the relegation battle, um, so it will be tight. You know, it's it's tight every year. That's you know often the the title race is done a few weeks before the relegation battle's done. Um, but I think I, I'd be yeah I'd say Sunderland, Middlesbrough, and Crystal Palace at this moment in time. Well, but before we get back to Premier League action, we've got that huge Champions League tie uh, with Seville on Tuesday next week, and on Monday we've got the press conference down at King Power Stadium uh, with Craig Shakespeare, who we expect by then to have been announced as Leicester City's manager until the end of the season. Uh, so join us on the Mercury Facebook page and on our website uh, for all the, the news coming out of the King Power Stadium and the build-up to a momentous night, which could be a huge, huge historic evening for Leicester City Football Club. So join us then. <laughs> 